This is Sasha and Arden, and we're here to talk about Arden's Percy Jackson opinions. I guess mine too, but mostly people want to hear about you, I think. It's an obsession. (laughs) It's an obsession. (laughs) Alright, so I asked you to come up with some topic ideas, so do you want to start with one? You can start. Okay, so my first topic idea is... Percy Jackson show, what are your hopes and dreams? Like, what do you, what are you really hoping to get out of this experience? Or, like, what they produce? That's a hard question, because I'm really just so obsessed with the books that I honestly think that the TV show could be as good as it wants, but... Uh, it will never be the book. It won't be the book. And I'm just really gonna have to allow myself to think of it as its own entity. Like, I can't... I can't... I'm gonna have to separate them, and that's gonna be very hard for me. Yeah. I'm kind of of two minds with it. Like, part of me is, and I've mentioned this to you before, is I would kind of love it if they just did, like, word for word, like, adapted, like, straight to screen, like, Mm -hmm. kind of like the, like, kind of like how old kids, like, or, like, middle grade, like, TV shows used to be where it's, like, or even kind of like an anime where it's, like, chapter one, commercial break, chapter two, done. Like, that's the episode. And then the next episode is, like, chapter three, commercial break, chapter four, done. The episode. But I'm also kind of like, I'm kind of like you in that I'm of the mindset where it's like, look, the show is going to be its own thing. Like, why make it exactly what you could go and read? But at the same time, I do want it to be like the books. I'm just more saying that no matter how much they try, the TV show will never be better than a book. Like, that's just point blank period. Like, it will never be better. So, I do believe that I the feel TV like there probably are be- TV shows that are better than their book counterparts, though. Like what? Game of Thrones? No. Game of Thrones, definitely not. I feel, However, but like Game of Thrones is like an amazing show. Like if they made Percy Jackson, the, the first TV few show, seasons like, of Game of Thrones are great, are pretty good. Honestly, and the reason that it went downhill after that was because there weren't any more. There books weren't any for them more books, do. and they got bad people to write them. Yeah, so it's like if you take Percy Jackson and you make the TV show as good as the Game of Thrones TV show, I would be okay with that. Or like Outlander. If you yeah. make those books and you make it like that, but they're very different because they Outlander are different. and Game of Thrones, that's meant for adults. Yeah. Uh, and that's more for mature audiences, whereas Percy Jackson is, like, young adult, like, honestly, not even young adult, more like kids. It's it's middle grade, definitely. Yeah, which... Honestly, like, could the Percy Jackson show be the Game of Thrones of middle grade TV adaptions? That's what I'm hoping for. Like, that's really what I want it to be. I want it... I want honestly, them to stick I think to it's possible. I want them to stick to the book as much as possible. But I also do think that it's they gonna need to have its, its own. Times. It's gonna need to have its own merits. Um, That's true. If they had it take place now instead of two thousand five, I'd be okay with that. I think it'd be. Cool. I would honestly prefer two thousand five, but that's cool. just because I was born in ninety eight, so I grew up in that time. But I like, would rather it be two thousand five because I like. That's cool. Not a lot cool. of no TV shows that most I've TV seen have really do, set yeah, anything in the two thousands yet in this time period. Yeah, and I think that like that's why Stranger Things is so big because it it's a commits time to the eighties. Yeah, no, that's true. And like, well, basically, it's like it could be it's the first like two thousands nostalgia piece. <laughs> but I I do think too that like the show has the budget. It will have the budget to have to pull off what Game of Thrones did because part of what made Game of Thrones capable of being what it is is the production quality was so good because the amount of money that went into it was so much. The capes, like, the outfits, like, look nice. Like, they don't look like they spent, like, $50 on them, like other TV shows. So, Percy Jackson will definitely have the benefit of having the money for, like, a good soundtrack, like, a good, like, good costume design, good special effects. But they don't even need to have good costumes. Honestly, yeah, because the the costumes are pretty low-key. The Greek gods are the only ones that have costumes. 
And I mean, and I even guess, then, they have just normal human streetwear a lot of the time. It's just like, yeah, honestly, for me, it looks like a runner. The main costumes are so gonna be like, like a beach the guy. and like the mythological the sense, like yeah, creatures, the creatures, and the monsters. But but most of the rest of them are pretty straightforward. My other thing is like personally, I would prefer if they didn't have a cast of twelve year olds. I think that's maybe one place we'll disagree. Because the cast, I think, is going to make or break the show. So I honestly think they should go for, like... I wouldn't hate it if they went for older kids. Not, like, crazy... Not, like, 20-year-olds by any stretch of the means. But, like, I think too often... And this Harry Potter and Stranger Things are examples of this. Like, you have no way of knowing whether a kid's talent is going to develop to the place it needs to for the role. Like... Hermione and Granger in those in the Harry Potter movies, I think after the first few movies, like, and even in the first couple, like, I don't think Emma Watson gets good enough for that role, basically. So I'm worried, I'm like, okay, you might think a 12-year-old works for the role, like, Bran, Game of Thrones is another good example of this, because they, like, look good and they can play the part as a kid, but when they get to be an adult, you realize how limited their range is. Because they weren't, and some of them aren't even necessarily acting as kids, like, they just show up, like, it's... I mean, that's why Bran never becomes such a major character within the show. Yeah, honestly. Well, the show, I have kind of this thesis that Michael and I have developed, which is that in the later seasons of the show basically shifts the main cast from being, like, the old seasoned actors, like, the adults who are, like, good at their jobs to the kids who became adults and are now, like, hot and marketable, basically, but aren't good actors. Anyway, that's, like, kind of besides the point of Percy Jackson. But what, do you, what are your thoughts on, like, what age they should go for for the cast? I mean, I think that the main thing that was wrong with the movies was that they aged them up. Well, I think it was... I definitely think that was one of the biggest flaws in the movie. And I also think it was I because... I love Logan Lerman. Don't get yeah. He's... He's I know. Perfect. He's the love of your life. He's, no. Percy is the love of my life. Sorry. Logan Lerman yeah. can... He can be, like, a... Uh, like, a stunt double. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, like, the director, Christopher Columbus, like, he aged them up because he didn't want to work with kids. Like, that's what's so crazy about it. But, like, I think if you had them be a little older for different reasons, you could probably pull it off. But, and continue. Like, what- But, like, what? I think that the key point, like, Percy's age is what makes it such a huge thing. Like, it's true. It's true. I honestly kind of wish they'd committed to doing like an animated show no like if they'd done it like in like a more serious style i think that would have been interesting no <laughs> no well yeah because you want a boy to crush on no because <laughs> i'm arguing for them to be 12 and i can't be crushing on a 12 year old <laughs> but what i'm saying is animated just isn't percy's style like we're supposed to be imagining these people as real life people like you and i like hiding within like like that, that would be like saying we're an alternate universe and really everyone is animated. That's, like, an insane metaphor, but I get at what you're saying. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely insane that I understand what you're communicating to me, I feel like. It's true. It is meant to take place in, like, this... You know what? I'll give you that point. I'll give you that point. The... I think the benefit for animation is that I think people don't take advantage enough of animation in terms of, like, magical creatures and stuff and, like, magic, so I think that would be I cool. think animation does creatures better. Yeah. And I also think then you can kind of work your way around, like, the age of the cast question, you know? 
like making sure that you're filming every single year and all these things like they're not as big a concern and another big problem with having child actors is the labor laws are so intense like they have to work so few hours which is like fine like labor laws are good the problem though is that then you need to rely much more on the adult cast to and so the adult cast ends up getting a lot of screen time because they can work more hours basically and like you see that in Stranger Things that's part of the reason why the kids have the least amount of screen time in the first season but there aren't adults in Percy well Jackson. the thing is there is and that's my thing is I'm like are the gods gonna get more time I don't think they will but it's not if an impossibility get, if anyone would get more time it'd be like Chiron well I was about to say like Chiron could but get more what time I mean Sally is for like the primary chunk of each book it is just kids yeah well and I'm being and I'm saying like how are they I wonder if there are ways that they can mix that up or if they'll be motivated to mix that up I don't know I don't either but the discussion of whether or not to age up the characters honestly isn't even worth it because he already said they weren't gonna age them up yeah I know well you they can be not aged up and still be played by actors who are a little older like a 14 year old can still play a 12 year old yes I mean I get what you're saying with that I just think that in order for it to work correctly this time because the chronological no they can't have 18 year olds they can't have 20 year olds like but they need to make sure that the main character is 12 when the series starts like the actor doesn't have to be 12 but the story needs to start when percy is 12 otherwise it's not gonna work all the way through no i agree with you on that honestly unless you went balls to the wall like a whole different like show but like i agree but it's like 12 to 16 maybe you get away with 14 to 18 yeah but it needs to have that progression no, that's true. That's true. What were one of your topic ideas? Honestly, bro, I didn't come up with any. I was gonna wing it, you know, off the dome. Well, um, come up with the topic idea then. No copying. I mean, I guess mine would just be like fixating on your obsession with Luke versus oh my, my obsession god. with Percy. <laughs> like, <just> <laughs> oh my god, breaking down our obsessions yeah. with the male lead characters. Oof, that's Don't actually. Don't call Luke the lead. Luke's not the lead. Well, he's like the Luke's lead the villain. Lead. Like, he's one of the leads. Um, I couldn't think of a word that would encapsulate both of them. Alright. The best in their areas. They're be- yeah, the goats of their side in the war, if you will. Honestly, though, I don't even think Luke is the goat the- in his area. Because, if you think about it, Luke is really just, like, a puppet on a string for Kronos. No! Okay, I think that's a little... I think it's true, but I also think it's a little reductive. Because... I think that doesn't diminish how smart Luke is on the other things. His emotions are being mani- manipulated, but Luke is still clever enough and like powerful enough to pull off a lot of crazy shit. I mean, I shit. think Luke is top ten powerful demigods. Yeah, because if you think about it, like he has to be. I'm sorry, no one else did what he did. Well, Percy did. What <laughs> well, he I mean, did. in terms of the cr- like resurrecting like a titan. <laughs> Percy could have done that too. But no one, but no one else did. That's like I'm thinking this is like saying like. I'm thinking more River Sticks, Curse of Achilles. Well, yeah, that's can, you. Like, okay, that's so obviously jump his to biggest the Argo too. Jump to Heroes of Olympus, the seven demigods. Do you think any of them, uh, obviously Percy can, but any of the other ones could have endured the River Sticks? I honestly don't know because I can't really buy into it that like much emotionally. To me, it's just like whoever needs to like survive it well for the sake of the story like but i think it has more to do about power and resilience and how much you can take like it is very clear throughout but Luke I don't, and percy's lives well, they were he, I guess always going here's it. how i feel i feel it's more of a character quality to endure the liver river sticks and live than like a demigod power level thing i guess that's what i'll say like i so think you could be judging the, their character who do you think would make it oh 
I don't think Frank would make it. Oh my god! You're like, <laughs> Frank's gone, Frank's gone. Frank is kind of a, he's a weakling. Like, he's, he's powerful as fuck, but emotionally, he's everyone's punching bag. I know, it's true. Well, I don't know. I will say, like, it's just been so long since I read those books, so I really can't remember, like, what they'd, like, been through. I say I think Hazel maybe makes it out. I think That's Hazel what I'll could say. make it. Because um, I remember her being, like, resilient as fuck. But also, I don't think Leo would make it, considering Leo fucking Leo dies. So, um, Piper, honestly, I don't think she would make it, but I think she had the, I think she had the potential. The potential. So maybe, like, in if he really committed to her in future books or something. I genuinely don't she could, see... Oh my god, if Piper grew into a character, like, as, like, insanely powerful and like i don't know just like good as percy that would be like really cool no like if there was yeah no it because would be. piper shit on percy so don't even get me started on that oh bitch. my god these um, are see, anyways don't get me distracted jason i honestly don't know that i think jason would survive i think if jason survived it would purely be because rick felt the need to keep the two toe-to-toe in power levels which because like the main point of mark Aptino was like Rick being like, oh yeah, they're like equal in power. Like, like Jason could, in fact, like go up against Percy, but he clearly can't because one, Percy wouldn't have fucking died. Two, when Percy lost his memory, he still had some memories because he was that like he was that strong when it came to other people's powers. Jason forgot every fucking thing, everything. <laughs> You're like he's weak. Okay, but he this is. is this is getting a little bit off of our original point, I think, which was. Basically, I think we're talking about Luke's ranking in terms of powerful demigods. And also, like, baddies. Luke is number one baddie demigod. Yeah, that's what I mean when I mean, like, he's the goat of his area. Like, um, just he, like Percy, Percy is number one, like, goodie. Yeah, exactly. And that's why Luke is a Murtog. However, I See? do think that Percy, like if he went dark, Ray Kylo if he thing. went dark, like, if dark Percy was a real thing... He'd fucking kill, he'd kill up like the world be go- would be gone. Oh my <laughs> god! I no, I refuse to give Percy that much power. I'm sorry. Not not within the entire world, but I mean like, where Luke failed, Percy would have succeeded. That's a bold claim. That's a and fascinating I'm gonna stick claim. By it. Well, I kind of want to argue the contrarian in me wants to argue no because it's like so much of Percy's power comes from like the camp but and like also, his friendships, but also and what I, they bring to the well, table this is too. If, this is if. Percy's fatal flaw was not personal loyalty. Yeah. Luke, obviously, his per, his flaw was more hubris uh, than hmm. it would be personal loyalty. Ooh, that's interesting, because I don't Sasha, know... I have so many things to get through. You need to give me a second. Just <sighs> claim onto that fact. But if Percy... <laughs> if Percy was the Luke, it would have been very different. Percy wouldn't have simply let Kronos take over his body. Because Percy, one of the <laughs> things he's biggest on... Art is like, R.I.P. to you guys, but I'm different. <laughs> Uh, because Percy, um, he has this whole, like, thing where he's like, it's my life, so I need to be the one that lives it. He wouldn't just be like, okay, the Titan can take her. He'd be like, well, okay, here's I'll my bring thing. back the Titan, destroy the god, and then I'll start puppeteering the Titan. I, it's, I, like, I get it. But I don't think Luke necessarily thinks of it in terms of, like, I'm just gonna give my life up to a Titan. Like, I think he thinks that his decisions matter. Like, I don't think it, I don't think that makes him, like, strong or anything, because his decisions still kind of flop in a lot of ways. Like, he still gives up Kronos a lot of control. I think Luke here is... Well, it's like Luke is a little bit bit naive about what's going on in a way. Like, he's also being manipulated. But, like, it's manipulated, I think. But Percy would be the manipulator. I don't know if I totally buy into that, though. I think it's shown. I think that in House of Hades, it is shown that he can be manipulative. 
He literally manipulates. In the first book, he sends Medusa's head to Olympus. And then he gives his mom Medusa's head to kill his stepfather. No, I think what it is is doesn't the... Don't the gods mail it to their apartment? No, he mails it to the gods and the gods mail it back. Well, that's what I mean. The gods send it back to his apartment. So Percy doesn't give it to his mom. Well, the gods give it to Percy and Percy gives it to his mom. Yeah. So, yes. But you can't attribute him giving, like, quote-unquote, giving it to her as being manipulative because it didn't happen. He gave it to the gods and the gods gave it to their apartment. Not, maybe not him being manipulative, just a dark streak. He's always had a dark streak. Yeah. He, well, he's always had, like, anger problems and resentments. But I don't even see it but as, they, like, anger issues. But, like, he doesn't get, like, heated in arguments. Like, he's not that type of anger. Well, no, he has these little explosions. Like, these mini, like, points of, like, sparks of friction, basically. Like, the Medusa head. Like, I think that's, like, all of his, like, frustration I think it's more to, like, him being rebellious than him being, like... Well, I think the rebellion streak is tied to his resentment. Yes, but I'm saying I think rebellious nature isn't directly related to anger. I mean, I guess Sometimes that's it's true, also but, like, I do think Percy is angry. Like, I mean, I think he's angry, but I, I think, think he has anger issues. <laughs> no, I don't think he has, like, anger issues, but I think, like, there are moments in the books where his anger flares up. I basically think Percy is my other half, correct? So I think that Percy's ADHD... His ADHD's, like, sister disease or whatever would have been ODD. Like, how I have ODD. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he he basically This is your headcanon, is that he also has ODD? Yeah, he basically embodies that for me. Oppositional defiant disorder, he's always arguing. And he's sarcastic as fuck, and he's sassy as fuck. You're gonna like Harry. Harry has a lot of those things. It's in a weird, like, British, like... No, I've heard that Harry's like, actually very it, sassy in the books. And he is! It's so funny. I love Harry. Because Harry is, like, low-key boring. Yeah. Harry in those books is, like, far and away my favorite of the three. Like, that can be, like, a controversial opinion. What? Like, of the three main characters. Like, that can be a controversial opinion with some people. People who are, like, he's too bland or whatever. But for the most part, like... Okay, well, we need to keep that. the Harry podcast until I've read Harry Potter. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so... What more do you want to add to the... Or do you have any questions for the Luke-Percy conversation? Because I feel like we talked a lot about each of them, but... I mean, I think Percy is more powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do think Percy's more powerful than Luke. But, like, basically, like, I think Luke being emotionally manipulated is not, like, a character weakness on his part. I just think he was emotionally manipulated. Well, I think it's also due to the fact that he didn't really have his father figure, and he resented him for that, and then someone came into his life and was like, hey, I'll, like, father you. I'll be your father figure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Luke just wants someone who would, like, you know, like, be there, like... Okay, here's here's a question. Uh, Who do you think is the most powerful demigod? I feel like it has to be Percy. Like, it's not really a question, like... Oh, you mean, like, of, like... Well... Everyone. Even... Well... Like, because I always, Percy. like, go off on you about, like, oh, like, Percy's most powerful, but then you don't really seem to agree with me, so I need you to... Well, here's my thing, like, Percy's the most powerful, but these books have gotten to, like, MCU-level, like, storytelling. So, like, he has to be, like... Like, he's the most powerful because he's the main character, so the narrative basically... De- Demands that he be like the most powerful of them. But in Heroes of Olympus, he's not the main character, according according to Rick. But like, he's still the reason why everyone is reading, right? 
Rick didn't fully commit to a new cast. No. So you think out of the seven, Percy is the strongest? I think, yeah. What do you think about Percy versus Nico? I guess Percy wins, like... Percy always fucking wins, bro! That's what I'm saying! But it's also, like, I'm not that interested in, like, who wins in fights. <laughs> no, but I'm just but... saying power level. I'm also saying personality level. How personality level? Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll ask that now. Personality wise, who do you think is the best? I still Demi think God. Percy. Oh, like in terms of writing, like who has the best like written like character? Well, yes, and whose personality is the best? Like, <laughs> like just who's your favorite? Who's my favorite? Well, of the demigods, like if we're going all time demigods, like all demigods, like Luke is my favorite demigod. That's true. Come on, he's just so. So fun. But isn't Percy the best? He's the blueprint. I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, I still have to finish my Sea of Monsters reread, dude. Like, I still have to reread the books. But, like, I did love Percy when I reread The Lightning Thief. And I appreciated Annabeth so much more. No, yes. I really did. I was like, okay, I get why I didn't like her when I was, like, in middle school. But, like, now that I'm an adult, I mean, I liked her by the end of The Last Olympian. I like when I first read it. I like you had to be won over. Is that that's yes. what you're saying? Like the first book, the second book, even the third book, a little bit. Like she's just like rude to him. But at the same time, I also think I'm very like Annabeth. Not to mention we're both cancers, but um, I do think I'm very like her. I mean, I'm very stubborn and sarcastic, and I basically like grew up literally choking the guys I liked in the classroom. Um, <laughs> so. And then, like, it would, like, turn into, like, more when I got comfortable with it. But I don't know. The only thing where I feel like we're different is she's very, very book smart. And I'm very book smart, but she's, like, like, she reads nonfiction for fun. Yeah. But I used to be very interested in architecture. That was one of the things that I was, like, genuinely interested in doing. Um, but now, also, architecture kind of goes against, you know, my global warming issues. <laughs> so... Unless you did, like, sustainable architecture or something, I guess. Alright, so, I'll say, I feel like we could transition into a new topic. Okay. So, and this, but this might bring us back to our favorites. What is your favorite weapon or, like, magical Riptide. item from Percy Jackson? <sighs> okay, out, like, outside of Riptide, acknowledging Riptide is your number one, what are, like, your number, like, two and three? Okay, give me a list of the ones that you that you think of. Are, are you including Heroes of Olympus? You can, yeah, but my list might not, just because I don't remember that much. Honestly, like... <sighs> the the daggers uh, up on my list. Annabeth's dagger. Annabeth's dagger? Annabeth's dagger might be... Oof. I feel, okay, I feel like I'm formulating a top, like, Because you have to three. think of... You have to think of the backstory to them. I know. Like, Annabeth's dagger wasn't anything, like, special. Okay. Like, uh, I'm writing Jason, my list down. Jace, Jason had a gold sword, Julius, and it was a coin, and then he would flip it. Yeah, and yeah. And it would either become, like, a spear, or, um, or, like, a javelin, I think, or a sword, depending on which side has her tails. Um, and then Piper has Catopterus, the dagger that was Helen of Troy's. And oh, that's cool. And visions in it. That's pretty cool, I will say that. Yeah, and then Hazel has... Like just her spatha. Um, Nico has his iron uh, sticking sword, which is dope as actually, fuck. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think I mean Luke has backbiter. What does Frank have? Well, he just changes into different animals, but he has bow and arrow. 
and then Leo just has fire in his tool belt. Uh, which honestly, fire in a tool belt that you can get anything from is pretty fucking cool. Alright, I have... Oof. Or Grover's reed pipes. I have my top six. Okay. Should we do... Uh, oof. But I feel no, like I should get I might be down able to five. No, just say, just say the six of them and then you can like take it down five if you need. Okay. But, just to, like, freshen my mind if I'm forgetting it. Yeah. So, my number one favorite, I think, is Annabeth's dagger. Like, it- just because, like, it carries so much story weight mm-hmm. to it. But you do have to remember And that it's, like, Riptide, the moment. But Riptide has a very, very big, um, backstory, too. Because remember Zoe and Hercules? Yeah, that's true. But wait, let me keep my- okay. let me keep going on my list. My second one is the Yankees cap. The Yankees. Yeah, cap. I'm sorry, uh, but it's just like no. Annabelle's it's are such. Come oh on, like that. Gosh, that is Olympus a winner. Just throws it all away, bro. And then oh. the third is Riptide, because it's the goat. Like, come on, it's Riptide. Like, it's Riptide. Um, my fourth is Thalia's shield, Aegis. Yeah, and then Nico's sword is six, and then back or er, Nico's sword is five, and Backbiter is six. I feel like Backbiter honestly isn't that cool, because it's just like, oh, it can get mortals and monsters, but, like, mortals are, like, we never see him really try to kill mortals, to my memory. But like, also, the idea- target is demigods. The, the idea of killing mortals is mainly just because it's like, oh, I, know, I have it's the like, power to bad end civilization, basically. <laughs> like, oh, you kill mortals? That's, that's crossing the line, bro. Yeah. Like, that's the- but it is really fucking cool, honestly. Just, like, the terror that it puts in the story whenever Backbiter's mentioned. I know. Backbiter is, oof, it's cool as fuck. Honestly, Luke's got a cool weapon. Point to Luke. Yeah. Not over Percy, but point to him. I mean, yeah, I would just have to go with Riptide. Ooh, and then are we counting, like, the, the lightning from the lightning thief? The lightning oof, bolt? Yeah. I mean, that one's not- But that's gods here, so I feel like we shouldn't include <laughs> gods here, obviously. Oh, so we're be just tech- talking about, like, demigod, like, weapons. Well, because then you have Poseidon's trident. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Or the Helm of Darkness. The Helm of Darkness <laughs> is cool as fuck! Shit, that is, like, insanely powerful. No, like, Helm of Darkness would 100% top any of those. Yo, me. but didn't Luke steal the Helm of Darkness? Yes! Yeah! He stole right. the Helm of Darkness. Um, <laughs> big, big win for the Luke girls. In terms of just, like, cool badass things for a bad character to do, like, that's, like, fun. Like, no, the is. whole scheme of the lightning thief is, like, so brilliant. It, like, it get really gets me. Yeah. Um, and then the Hell of Darkness literally being used in The Last Olympian was really mm-hmm. cool. But... God, The Last Olympian is just... The Last Olympian is elite. It's elite. What can I say? And most people honestly don't rank... Well... I'd say it's 50-50. There's, like, 50% of people wouldn't rank Last Olympian the best book. And I'm like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. That's honestly crazy. <laughs> Most people would... It's always Battle Labyrinth, uh, Titan's Curse, or Last Olympian that's someone's favorite. But it's just the way it ties it all together, not many people can do that. I know. I know. It's pretty elite. Which I already said. But I need to actually get that far in my reread, but I'm reading, like, five other books right now. That's... Oh, you problem. I know, um, it is. But anyways, for my... For ranking my weapons. Um, oh my or just magical God. items. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. There, I honestly would put first place three of them. I would put the dagger, the helmet... Or not the helmet, 
the dagger, the baseball cap, and Riptide. Um, honestly, I don't think Ag- I don't think Agus would be on my list. Um, like it's cool, but That's like fair. yeah, I'm just a, like a Thalia stand. Like you so. are, and then it would probably be Catoptris, the dagger that Piper uses. Yeah. Oh, but Nico. I know. No, I know. No, no, no. It'd have to be the St- the Stygian sword, and then it'd be Catoptris. And then it'd probably be Backbiter, and then it would be Julius. But Jason literally uses Julius, like, in the first book he's in, he loses, like, the iconic sword. The sword that could have grown to be as popular as Riptide. Yeah, it's true. But also, it literally proved that Jason was just a Percy wannabe. Like, even his <laughs> sword, it, it was a coin that you flipped, just like Percy's is a pen. Yeah, it wasn't that original. No, like, you can tell they were meant to be opposing, like, protagonists. Yeah. No, it was very clear what was going on. <laughs> it's like the meme where it's like, can I copy your homework? And it's like, yeah, just like make it look different. And then it's like, you know what I'm talking about? It's the same thing, different fonts. Yeah, it's the same thing in different fonts. All right, so do you have any other topic ideas? I feel like I'll throw this one back to you. Mm, not right now. Do you no. <laughs> I mean, I could generate some, but I thought you were going to do this off the dome. Oh, okay, I can go off the dome. Um, damn. I mean, I could go on about so many things. Out of Heroes of Olympus, whose point of view do you hate the most? <laughs> Person, like, I know Leo is probably your most disliked, but yeah. point of view-wise, whose point of view do you think brings, like, the least to the book? Oof. Well, it, honestly, that's hard for me to say, because I haven't read them since I was in high school. So, I just don't have a good enough memory of, like, who progressed the plot the most, you know? I don't remember what scenes happened through whose point of view. I just remember scenes. And then rank the seven in terms of who you like the most. Oh, what? Oof. Okay. I'm gonna make a list again. And this is like the designated seven, not just top seven characters. The designated seven, and then we can do top seven characters. Okay. I guess. Alright. Do you want to try and talk about something else while I do this? (laughs) Well, I recently started a Tumblr. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's called Perfect. How do you spell that? Perfect Jackson. P-E-R-C-E-F-T Jackson. Like that? Yeah. Maybe I should have done Persific. That might have been good. Like with the I though? Or Persific? With the I, I would think. Maybe with the I. I don't know. Well, we can figure that out later. Start ranking that. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying. Um, Oof. I mean, I guess I'll just, I'll tell you mine while you're writing down here. Yeah. Oh, coming in at last would have to be, hmm. Oh, I gotta go with Piper. I really gotta go with Piper. Her point of view is just aren't it to me. She's not it to me. Um, I don't like the way that, like, her being a person of color was really inputted in it. Um. <laughs> in what way? What do you mean by that? Like, he, it's just like a stereotypical native american like you feel like there's not like a lot of like depth to no, that part of her no okay uh, i believe that from my memory yeah have to be piper and then but she has her moments like they that's all true have their moments that's true and then jason and then frank and then leo and then hazel then annabeth then percy that would have to be mine all right this one's gonna really knock your socks off i think this one's gonna be a doozy are you ready yes so one, I have Hazel. 
Hazel was my favorite new character. Like, I thought she was okay, so cool. Okay, but what about Percy and Annabeth? Okay, just wait. Two, I had Frank. Frank, oh also a great new character who I loved. Three, Percy. Four, Piper. Five, Jason. Six, Annabeth. Seven, Leo. You put Annabeth six? I don't know. You're like, insane. Honestly, like when I remember, no, no, it was it's so much better the second time around. Because when, when I remember Piper, Jason, and Annabeth, like in that series, like they're all just kind of like the same to me. So I just kind yeah, of yeah. Like, so you put Annabeth first. Because I just we're didn't loyal. know how to rank it. No, I knew that and would also, set you off. Frank and Hazel being above Percy. I'm sorry, Frank and Hazel. I like will keep there because I they were only my because they're like new and like it's not something you've already like been reading. Yeah, honestly. Okay, so, but Percy I didn't is find, still the OG! Because I didn't find, like, that there wasn't, like, that much Annabeth content in those first two books to begin with. But, like, I really liked Son of Neptune. So, like, my favorites of the seven were the ones in Son of Neptune. The stories for them are also, like, weak. Like, I don't feel like Percy... Because Percy has, like, amnesia, like, he's... Like, it's weird. Like, I just don't think, like... He's, like, kind of stuck in this place where he doesn't really develop that much. But only for that one book. And he develops in other ways. He can fight like a Roman now. He can do both things. He literally became Praetor in, like, a week. I guess, well, like, the way that I rank these is based off the feelings I had when I was, like, the most Bro, into... I know you would change your mind this, which is post-Son of Neptune, pre-Mark of Athena. I was kind of losing interest during Mark of Athena. Honestly. That's probably why you ranked Annabeth so low because her it's true. her whole Arachne content in Mark of Athena that's really fucking good. It's very well written. <sighs> Damn. And even in House of Hades, like I don't remember House of Hades being this good, but the Percy and Annabeth uh, point of views are the only good part about that book. They it's top tier. It I really, really have a hard time believing that because they were my least favorite part when I read it. <laughs> Your face right now, <laughs> bro. All right, so. My last topic idea is the best Percy Jackson villains. We don't even necessarily have to rank them, but like, who are like some of the best? Kronos and Luke. I feel like yeah, you really can't go anywhere else. No. <laughs> because the stakes are just so low with everyone else. It's just not even. Well, it's just the. End it's of not the world a. Co- I'm sorry. It's not a competition. <laughs> well, and just the the building up. Exactly. To it was so the, amazing. It, oof, that shit was well executed. Like yeah. Like, Heroes of Olympus, it's just, like, she's there the entire she's time. There. She's like, oh. Like, she has a rising date now. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. We know it'll be August 1st. Okay, and, like, you well, had the same thing with Kronos. You had the day he was going to rise. And there was this little thing that happened in between the series, too, where in the first book, like, you're not supposed to say people's names because they're, like, sacred and it's, like, dangerous. And so they don't really talk about Kronos by his name for a lot of it. And then... And here's Olympus, they just, like, call all the villains by their names, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. However, they don't in Tartarus. Because Annabeth is like, we shouldn't risk even, like, doing it here. <laughs> that was Rick correcting for his previous errors. <laughs> that's why I'm saying the Annabeth point of views are actually, like, very good to Annabeth. And, like, they, they go back to the first, se- the first series pretty well. The only thing that fucking is annoying is that she lo- Her Yankees cap stops working. And... She loses Daedalus's laptop. Honestly, Daedalus's laptop would be very fucking high on my list. Ooh. Ooh, you're right. You're right. That might be number one. Mmm, but Riptide. 
I don't know, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she loses Daedalus' laptop. She loses her bronze dagger. Her Yankees cap stops working. That's all the shit she had. Like, that's what... That was such Damn, I would just give up, part. honestly. I would, I would give up, I would be like, Literally, I'm done, I'm done. All of House of Hades, <laughs> she's like, I have nothing fucking left, but Percy's still alive, and I have to stay alive. Because he's here. But yeah. it's like, she, like, she's just like, it's not even worth it anymore. I lost everything that could have helped me. Yeah. And Oof, that's a low point, man. The Yankees cap might Talk start about Dark Knight again. of the Soul. The, the Yankees cap might start working again, like, later in the series. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, after Athena is restored, instead of being split into Athena and Minerva and, like, trying to disown her. Um, I think that's probably why it stopped working, because it was, like, a gift from Athena, right? Yeah. I guess that's probably why. I don't know. I honestly don't remember that much of that series. I'm gonna see if we got I any last I find it funny why there are so many, like, fan art things of, um, her in the Yankees cap when, when she's in the Yankees cap, you can't even see her. I'm getting the last submitted questions right now, and then we can do, like, a questions round. Where we'll keep- People are submitting questions? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? I got my friends to submit questions. That's insane, Sasha. People are actually gonna listen to this? I told you, I said my friends want to hear your voice, or like, want to hear you talk about this stuff. Because I've been, like, telling them, like, things that we've talked about about the series. You're like, you don't even care at this point. Alright, what is your favorite song from the Lightning Thief musical? Um, Any response? I'm going on Spotify. Are you about to listen to it? Is that what you're saying? I really have no idea, honestly. I have no idea. You just haven't I, listened to it that much, I right? haven't listened to nothing. Me neither, question. so... Um, favorite Persebeth moment. Ah, ah, that see. Um, gosh. Well, there's so many good ones. Um, there is the Titan's Curse dancing scene when she punches him. Um, mm-hmm. there, and the ones before the Last Olympian aren't even really up for discussion. Um, like they just don't compare to the Last Olympian and after. But uh, in the labyrinth when they're in the volcano and that's their I feel like that kind of has to be the top Persebeth moment of that series like I don't I'm not even that invested in them but I feel like you gotta give it you gotta it's gotta be that like it's just iconic like but in Last Olympian there are three really fucking big Persebeth moments there oh my gosh there's so many (laughs) Arden these are lightning around questions they can't be they can't um the main pick your favorite from the Last Olympian Bro, I have to, I will, I'll pick, but I have to explain. Um, so, in The Last Olympian, there is, um, him going into the River Six and her being the thing that Yeah, that's another big one. That's the rival. Yeah, but there's also, when they are in the fight with Kronos, and and he, she has no idea where his Achilles spot is, and she happens to just dodge in front of him right at the last moment so that they don't stab him, and he would have died, and then she almost dies for him, and there's that whole line, like, Damn, I Get completely back. forgot about that. No, it's such a huge fucking moment. You see what I mean? Last Olympian is like gold for first bad moments. And then at the end, and before he goes into battle, he's just like, don't I get a kiss for good luck? And like, it's just like one of those like quirky things he says. You're just like, you actually said that. <laughs> um, and then at the end, there's the campfire scene and they're like celebrating his birthday because he, you know, almost died on his birthday. Yeah. So she like makes him a cupcake and it's like blue and then uh, they have their kiss, and then they, and then the campers come up and throw them in the water, and they have the best underwater kiss of all time. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah and then there's their reunion in Mark. Okay, Athena. okay, we have to cut it off here. But then cause... also, 
Um, I mean, him just falling into Tartarus for it. Yeah, the end of Mark of Athena, all of House of Hades, like... Yeah, but out of Heroes of Olympus, I feel like it's just when when they fell into Tartarus. Yeah. Alright. What do you think... Who well, do wait, you think... What, do you, what is your favorite? Um, I guess the Battle of the Labyrinth scene. Ugh, I don't I, know. I need to read... I need to finish rereading them. Yeah. But... Who is the most memorable minor character to you? Mm, who would you consider to be minor characters? Um, like the campers. Yeah, I would say like background characters rather than like secondary characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So not Chiron or anyone like that. Yeah. I would say Charles Beckendorf. Beckendorf. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who mine was. There's Clarice. Clarice is good. Clarice kind of verges on being like a. Yeah. She kind of. In some mine. of the books. Well, especially in Sea Monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't know. Oof. There's the Stroll Brothers. Or the Stoll Brothers. I feel like mine was the Stoll Brothers just out of like allegiance to the Hermes Cabin. No, yeah, because that's all the <coughs> for them. There's also Selena Beauregard. Icon. Mm hmm. Um, there were more. Hermes, I think, was probably my favorite minor character. I feel like the gods can kind of count because they're. I mean, not I loved I loved long, the Poseidon but... Percy scenes. The way they developed throughout the story was really cool. The scenes with Percy and gods that were like serious and about the themes of the story were like so good. Like those stick out to me still like so much, even like, when all one? this other stuff is faded. The com- every conversation Percy has with Hermes about Luke. Sasha, no, pick and, another one. And also the conversations Percy has with Poseidon, like, and also and like he makes sure to in that series he has a conversation with I think every each one each of the gods at one point. Yeah, because he has his the serious fight with conversation him. with Dionysus is also like god tier. Which one? In um. The last Olympian, like when or, everything is falling apart. Yeah, and Dionysus is just like. And it's the one time he says his name right. And he, he also says, Oof. "Save my son." Yes, um, save my sons. Because son. he has two, doesn't no, he? No, his his first died in the Battle of Labyrinth. Fuck, I forgot about that. Oh and my there God. was there was a there was a deep talk. Oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be spoiling it for you. It won't be as fun. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever finish Son of Ma- or Sea of Monsters. Well, shit. Um, and then there's the fight with Ares. Right. Which is iconic. Uh, obviously, as many conversations as Hermes, he <laughs> talks Hermes to he talks to Hephaestus in that's Battle true, of Labyrinth. That's true. He talks to Hera in Battle of Labyrinth. That doesn't end up going very well. No. Uh, he talks to Aphrodite in Titan's Curse, which is when things really kick off between him and Annabeth. Um, he talks to Demeter a little bit in Last Olympian when they end up like caging him because Nico tricked him. No, and Hestia too. And Hestia was a big, big one, one in Oof. in Last Olympian, yeah. But she wasn't even a major god. And then obviously you have Hades in the Last Olympian and Lightning Thief, and you have Zeus in like almost all of them, but very sh- short scenes. And then you have Poseidon. Am I missing any of the gods? No, I don't. Apollo think so. shows up, and Artemis shows up both in Titan's Curse. But I feel one. like those roles aren't as like emotional as the other gods. But I get mm-hmm. what you mean. But this is no, because you you have to remember the Artemis Zoe. I remember that, but like um, Zoe was like not like a main character. She was like a supporting character. Um, and also like Apollo doesn't really have any moment like that that I remember. No, uh, and like an entire book series. like Artemis is mostly like she's a character, but she's also just kind of like a mechanism of the plot sometimes. 
No, but that scene with Zoe. No, that so scene with powerful. Zoe is good. That like, was like top ten scenes in my opinion throughout the yeah. series. Um, honestly, maybe Zoe is my favorite. Ooh, actually, character. you know what? You're right. I've what am I because I feel saying? like we're considering her to be we're considering her to be like a secondary character, but she's really only she's a secondary really a character, character for that one book, and that's the only book she's in. And it makes her a minor character yeah. in the grand scheme of the series. Like not even getting into the extended canon, just the series. No, that's true. Damn, Zoe was a real one. I mm-hmm. always loved her. All right, so this can lead into the next question, which is, what cabin are you in? Basically, like, who's your godly parent? I want to say cabin three because that's what I get on all my quizzes, but I don't want to. I don't want to have incest. Um, so you're still, you're still up. You're just still deciding. I think I could go to Athena. Athena, um, okay. Do you? Could you see that? I could see that. I suppose yes. Who would you see more, Athena or Poseidon? I don't know. That's such a hard question. I mean, Athena is like known for being like cool, complected, like shit like that. And the Poseidon, like, one of the main things is, like, his uh, attitude and temper change like the sea does. Yeah. He's all over the place. Mood swings. Do we actually see that in his conversations with Percy ever? Or is he always just kind of, like, the same? He's normally fairly the same. Um, He's, like, because Percy is, like, his favorite son. He literally says that Percy is his favorite son, like, ever. Um, Oof. But then... That's insane. But in House of Hades, we meet Skyron, who is one of Poseidon's sons, but he's, like, he's a bandit, and he kills people. <laughs> Legend. Yeah, so then, like, Jason was, like, I wonder if it's, or Hazel was, like, I wonder if it's, like, possible this is, like, a son of Poseidon's other side. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. All right. So how do you feel about the prophecies? I think the prophecies could have been put together better, honestly. Really? In the first series? Um, not as much in the first series, no. Because uh, I remember the first series prophecies being kind of elite. The In the first book, it's honestly not that, like, crazy. But I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like when I read them as a kid, I was, like, so in awe of the prophecies. I was like, I don't so think they're better. as good the second time around. <laughs> like, go and look up the main prophecy. Okay, I'm gonna do that. They're good, but I'm just saying, like, I feel like the way they could have been worded or put together could have been better. It wasn't, like, a, it, they weren't smooth. Okay, the great prophecy. A halflet of the eldest gods shall reach sixteen against all odds, and see the world in endless sleep. A hero's soul cursed blade shall reap. A single choice shall end his days. Olympus to preserver raise. I feel like that one's pretty cool. But like God's odds, like the first a half blood <laughs> of the eldest gods shall reach sixteen against all. I don't know. When you start to say it aloud. No, I'm sense. saying that's one of the better ones, though. That's one of the better prophecies. Like, if you look at, like, the Labyrinth prophecy, that one actually, I think, might have been kind of cool. But, um, the Titan's Curse prophecy. Ooh, let me look that one up. Honestly, the Titan's Curse prophecy is pretty good, too. Um, <laughs> Sea of Monsters, I don't even know if we got a prophecy. I don't think we did, no. Because Clarice got the prophecy. Yeah. I realized I Lightning that I Thief, reading. I just didn't think that prophecy No, the Lightning is. Thief prophecy is pretty bland, frankly. Yeah. I, I mean, like, the twist with, like, Luke is cool at, with, at the end with Luke is cool, but... Alright, this is the Titan's Curse prophecy. Five shall go west to the goddess in chains. One shall be lost in the ra- land without rain. The bane of Olympus shows the trail. Campers and hunters combine to prevail. The Titan's Curse... Must one withstand one shot and one shall perish by a parent's hand. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. <laughs> There's there are just some of them that like don't 
they're not they're a iconic. mixed bag is what you're saying yes battle La- look at the battle of labyrinth one <laughs> i want to go and reread them and i just finished i love ah you shall delve in the darkness of the endless maze the dead the traitor and the lost one raise you shall rise or fall by the ghost king's hand the child of athena's final stand destroy with a hero's final breath and lose a love to worse than death damn i will say the prophecies do a good job of like building suspense into the story they do and um they're different than like how most prophecies are the fact there are like many of them within the series yeah like each book has its own prophecy but there's the prophecy yeah like the great prophecy yeah what are your thoughts on rachel elizabeth dare you dare speak her name oh my (laughs) god um i don't have an issue with rachel i think that she was very immature in the first couple books um and then she became the oracle and suddenly she was like the most mature one in the series i know that is weird i guess like like, i think she was very immature in the first books like her like kissing percy out of like literally no fucking where like him literally just being like i'm like i'm not even I'm not even giving you that energy back. Yeah. Like, he he never even kissed her back. She she just, like, kissed him. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I just think she was very... Um, bold. Bold, yes. <laughs> but bold like, with the wrong things. <laughs> Alright. But I think her plot story in The Last Olympian was cool. That's true. Well, I love the prophecy element of... Or, like, the oracle element of The Last Olympian. Of course I do, because it's connected to you-know-who, Luke and Hermes... Um, the way that it can, the way that the Oracle storyline connects to no, I like, think the it, Luke it, they're literally stuff rivers. is like so cool. They're they are, they rivers are, that end up flowing and merging into one big thing at the end. It's so true. That's like such a good way to describe it. And so that brings us to another question, which is: Luke Castellan did nothing wrong. Yes or no? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> he did nothing wrong. No, he did. <laughs> he definitely did something wrong. Okay. I cannot believe you would even have that as a question. <laughs> I mean, everyone throughout the series messes up in some way, so okay. obviously he did something wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it wasn't the rebellion and like against his dad that was necessarily wrong. I mean, it was wrong on the grand <laughs> scheme of like just how it would affect the world. It was wrong. Yeah. But as like a family matter, like if you just boil it down to like the basic things trying to be communicated it's not that big of a deal yeah um but wait what was the question basically was luke right oh like was what he did wrong um yes it was wrong because he had genuine friends at camp half-blood that he ended up literally like killing killing multiple times yeah so it's the lack of loyalty and the lack of compassion for people that are your friends I guess. That's what he did wrong. Okay. Alright. What are your thoughts on the, like... Oh, the way... Yeah, the way the Oracle, t- like, goes back to Hermes. Ugh. And Herbie... Hermes is, like, love being the Oracle, basically. That's yeah. crazy. Okay, keep going. No, see, that's what I was talking about. Like, it's insane. Like, you find out that, like, all... Like, the whole prophecy thing, like... It's all connected. Yeah. Like, ugh, it's just I so wish great. we really learned what, the like, what she'd seen for Luke. It's true. She was always so out of it. She, she never actually said the part of the prophecy that she heard. Yeah. No, I really... Oh, God, I really have to reread the full series because I want to get to those scenes so badly. Like, 
They're so... I just remember them being so good. Like... You're never gonna do it. <laughs> Especially now that we're talking about it, I'm, like, reminding you of things, and you're like, oh, it probably won't be as fun to read now that I know everything No, I do think they're more fun to read. Anyway, what are your thoughts... You think they're more fun to read? ...than just, like, remember? Like, I liked rereading them. Yeah. I just, like, struggle to find time for it. What are your thoughts on the post-Heroes of Olympus spinoffs? So, like, I guess the Apollo books... And the cameos? Yeah, and, like, the cameos and stuff. Um, post-Heroes of Olympus. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak on it. I haven't read any of them. Um, I mean, I have an issue with them. Uh, <laughs> Percy's not in them that much. Um, and I, that's just where it gets to be this thing where it's just, like, it would have been better, it would have been easier on my heart if it just ended after Last Olympian. Yeah. Um, because the way that he phases Percy out, which it's just, it borderline is disrespectful to Percy's character, honestly, just being like, okay, you're the main character, but now you're just gonna slowly go into, into that. Yeah. He, they, he, like, transitions him into, like, a supporting character instead of just, like, having him have, like, a big, like, send-off, like, Captain America level or something, yeah. you know? Which he's beyond Captain America level, so, like, respect him <laughs> and do him as well. Alright, what are your thoughts on Leo? Leo's a mixed bag for me. Uh, I think there are very cool parts to Leo, and I don't think he's, like, a horrible character, but I just think that, like, his humor isn't very funny to me. Yeah. Like... I thought that while reading the books, too, when I was, like, in So I don't really understand when girls have an obsession with Leo. Because he's also, like, short. (laughs) Um, I think that his... Arden's anti-short kings... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, it does automatically put you at some sort of deficit with women. Um, but... Alright. But the fan art, he is very attractive. It's true. Well, Vyria is, like, obsessed with him and her fan art, you can tell. Yeah, he is very, um, attractive in his fan art. I just think that... I don't know. He's, like, double ADHD than everyone else. Like, how does that work? <laughs> Why is he so much crazier? And he also is just, like, always feeling lonely, and, like, he came- he had a hard life, but he's always the third wheel, and, like, that's his man- Honestly, I think Leo is kind of like me, which is why I probably don't like him. <laughs> like, he's, like, the annoying little kid that, like, never shut the fuck up. Yeah. But then, as more shit happens to me, slowly ends up, like, going quiet, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, the other characters start to get, like, more screen time and stuff, and- mm-hmm. He starts to have, like, kind of, like, a mixed role in the series. And then the Calypso stuff, well, I think his, like, character development just kind of falls flat because instead of learning to, like, be, like, okay with loneliness or adjust to it or, like, hang out with friends, he just, like, gets, like, a girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, it doesn't really seem like he learns anything. It just seems like he just gets what he wants. Yeah. I think he's a nice guy overall. I do think he can be, like, he kind of is a bully sometimes to make up for what he personally thinks he's lacking. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, you know me. I I told you that I once wrote that essay about, like, how Leo bullies Frank or yeah. something. I don't even know if that's true, like, in my memory. I don't I just, know if like, I'd say he, like, is a, like, he bullies Frank, but he can be a bully. Yeah. Like, not as harsh, but, I don't know, he, like, makes bad jokes at him sometimes. Yeah, I remember, like, the fact jokes, reading the fact jokes and be like, um... <laughs> because, like, everyone was still, like, obsessed with Leo and, like, no one talked about it. Yeah. It was insane. Alright, what are your... We're gonna get into some ship opinions. 
which we all know Percivet is your elite tier, but people want to know how you feel about Percy and Nico since you read that one comic. But honestly, I'm not against it. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I think everyone deserves <laughs> Percy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm not against it. I think that in an alternate universe, that would be a pretty cool ship. Alright. What about you? Huh. Like, I don't know. Like, I really... I kind of enjoy just, like, what it is in canon, if that makes sense. Like, this, like, unrequited, like, thing. And I, I never know if Percy could possibly feel for him, you mean? No, like, I... I don't know, like... Well, I guess I kind of like it in the sense that, like, Nico... It just gives more tension to, like, Nico's actions in the first series, but I kind of like that the stakes are so low there, if that makes sense. Like, it's it feels just kind of like a crush. Like, I don't- so I don't know if I'm, like, into it that much as, like, a, like, a really serious ship or anything. Like, I, like, no, I'm I fond of it. it like, like, I don't, like, hate ship. it, but- I think for me it's just, like- I like what also, it is in the books. I think that the canon in the books, like, the way it comes out, I think that's all fine. But what bothers me is the way that Percy's character towards Nico changes drastically in Heroes of Olympus. Like, yeah, you were talking about this with me this morning. Yes, like, just why... If Percy's fatal flaw is personal loyalty, you saw that Percy was very personally loyal to Nico for that entire first series, like, doing everything he fucking could to protect him, worrying about him all the time. And then Heroes of Olympus, he literally gets captured, put in a jar, and he's, like, on his deathbed, and Percy's like, eh, I don't really care. <laughs> That's so out of character. Like Rick really botched that. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I wonder if he like wanted to kind of bro them up a bit because if like Percy was like too like attentive to him, it could be read as like a love triangle or something. I don't know. Um, I was thinking maybe like he just needs everyone to not think Percy is so perfect anymore. Oh. Oh, so that it's like an intentional character flaw. Yeah, and just because he's like, there are things that people find not to like about my other characters. I need to make someone not like something about Percy so that, like, the seven are more even. Oh, and it's that Percy just doesn't give a shit about Nico. Just that, like, he's not actually as loyal as you think he is, or, like, something like that. Oh, his, like, loyalty is selective? Well, because, in, do you remember in the first series he was really fucking worried about Nico, like, the entire Battle of the Labyrinth? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is that Nico has matured from that first series in Heroes of Olympus. Like, in that first series, he's kind of like a preteen. Like, he's... Yes, but if you literally go out of your way to save someone multiple fucking times, and then suddenly in the secondary series, it's just like, hey, we're gonna... <laughs> you can handle to get this, you're time. old enough. We're <laughs> to get to him in time, but, like, we gotta do it for Hazel. But, like... That's not what Percy... That would, that wouldn't have been Percy's reasoning in the first one. He would have been like, I need to get to Nico. Like, he's one of my friends. Yeah. Like, he's not on Grover level, but I... And That's, he's not, but he's been like around in Percy's Tyson, life Nico. a like, long time. Like, those are his time. friends. Yeah. And, like, he was the one who basically helped Percy, like, win. Like in the last olympian like yes but he the, also did trick percy he did trick percy it's true <laughs> the nico so i love nico nico's so nico's funny. so crazy he's so crazy so crazy right now he actually uh, i don't give enough credit to how much i love nico but he's fun but what was i saying <laughs> um oh yeah so like he basically helps percy win with like the river stick situation he does trick him that is true 
Um, so not good on that front. But the River Styx is, like, the thing that, like, sets Percy up to, like, be on the same level as, like, Kronos and Luke. It, like, gives him a fighting chance. Yeah. But he didn't even need it. He could have done it without it. I don't know if that's I true. I don't know if that's true either, but... Oh, the curse of Achilles getting taken away! I know. It sucks. Uh. It sucks. That was such a cool part of that book. It really raised It was, the but Percy literally would have been un- unbeatable. Yeah, he would have been a god. He would have been... Yeah, he would have been a god-tier mortal. Or demigod. Um, and no one ever would have questioned who him or Jason. Like... It makes it so that he's clearly the best of the seven. It's true. Which, even without that, we still know he's the best. Because we've seen his potential. <laughs> yeah, like, you read, like, five books of him doing, like, insane shit. Like, how can you, like, not be convinced that he's, like, the greatest, you know? But even- even He's like Michael the, Jordan. Even just the feats that, uh, the feats he reaches. And all of the seven reach feats that we see, but his just outshine <laughs> They them. reach feats? Yes, like, they succeed. Yeah. It, like, just like he succeeds in specific things. But his are just so fucking cool. Like, the river sticks. Yeah. Um, like, that's just, that's epic. They're cool because they raise the stakes of his story so much. Versus the, like, I feel like the big moments. Or, like, like, in the groups and then one just happens outshine the other. Yeah, and they don't really, like, change or raise the stakes. (gasps) They don't really (laughs) change or raise the stakes of the story that much in the seven, usually. I'm trying to think of, like, other, like, really big character moments for Percy. Like When he literally blew up powers. the fucking volcano and lived? <laughs> that's true. That's a big one. Damn, Battle of the Labyrinth goes crazy. Bro, that's why I was telling you, like, Battle Labyrinth used to be 100% my favorite. Yeah, it is, like, the number every... one favorite of, like, most, like, Percy Beth fans, too. I feel like. No, Last Olympian is mine, even for that. Damn. Okay. However, Percibeth does get a lot of screen time in Battle Labyrinth, so I could see that. I think that it gets a lot of screen time in Last Olympian too, but mainly Last Olympian is about the war. It's true. Yeah, Battle Labyrinth, it's like that sweet spot where it's like the war hasn't really begun quite yet, but it's there, so like you know the stakes it's are high, in. but like you're just like, oh, I actually have feelings for this person, and now the stakes are so high. Because you're like, oh, I have a reason to live. Yeah. So, it is All an amazing right. book. Titan's Curse is also an amazing Titan's book. Titan's Curse, Titan's Curse, man. Delete. All right, so do you have any questions? Any Are you just out like of interview questions? questions? Yeah. Everything leads back to Percy for me. Oh my god. That's true. All the questions are going to be about Percy, aren't they? Do you have any more? Um, let me check. I don't think so. Also, my computer is on low battery, so I think we basically covered them all. We need to come up with some more questions. Like some more we should honestly go, like, book by book. Yeah, like, I should, like, read Sea Monsters and then we should talk about it or something. Yeah, like, we should, our next should be solely on the Lightning Thief and, like, specific things that happen in that. And we can have debates on what Oh my on god, but happen. I feel like I would have to reread it again for that. Bro, you just read it! I know, but, like... No, talking about it, you'll, like, you'll remember quickly. Okay, that's But fair. then, like, after you finish each book, we could do one. Okay, okay. I'll consider it. We could do this. This could be our, like, Wednesday thing or something. Yeah, you'd have to actually read the books, though, Sasha, because I read the books months ago. Okay, but I'm reading so many books right now and have to read so many more. But I will read it, because honestly, they don't take that much. No, they take, like, a couple hours. <laughs> alright, alright. So your question for me is, when will you finish Sea of Monsters? Yes. 
Um, I don't know, but I will. It's getting dark out. Try to make it done this week. We can we can walk, but I think now is a good time to. I can put on my sweatpants. Yes, you can put on your sweatpants. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I suppose. Yeah. If anyone if anyone listens to this, just know that Percy is my lock screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you want the people to know. No, I'm not psychotic, but. Wow. But I'm a very big Percy Jackson stan. I have many opinions, so please submit more and I will judge you harshly for them. Wow. Or I will agree with them. But if you have views like Sasha, I will most likely judge you harshly. <laughs> and never end combating you with them. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Bye.